Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, baby. GMGP. It is Wednesday, September 6, 20. 23 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up Ray G and y'all know I appreciate y'all being in the building the NFL season is like right here tomorrow happy football even before we get started with anything on this show I'm talking to everybody that's in the comments right now I'm looking in it right now I see Elwood Shane Joe Jay Peters Joe in the damn building Ricardo Rico I see trades in five in here uh dan dynasty barry uh hunter shane everybody that's in the chat like take some time and just be like say thank you to the creators man for any of your favorite content creators myself bdge matt kelly dlf dynasty nerds just give them a big shout out for getting us through getting you through the dead part of the offseason i was thinking about it last night jay I don't even know how we did content in, in May and June and July, bro. Like, it's just, it's a grind. But now that we're here, the NFL season is is upon us. Man, just say shout out and, and thank your favorite creators for getting you through, man. Uh, just give them love. Like their YouTube channel. Like our stuff. Subscribe to the channel. Do all of that. But it's, um, it's hard, man, getting us through those parts of time. But we do all that for this moment right here, for the NFL season to kick off for those conviction bets on Anthony Richardson, on all these players to either pay off or they're going to fail drastically. So before we get into the season, just have a moment to be grateful, be thankful for the people that you rock with, the people that you love. Give them a shout out, man. Doesn't matter who it is. So I appreciate everybody being in the building today. We got a very good show for you. Uh, Jay Rich, I I am all off script right now. I tried to have a little heartfelt moment and it threw me off. So I'm going to just bring you up here and ask you how you doing, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. You know, I'm doing a little bit of production on the back end, making sure we get the show tweeted out. But I do need to shout out you, Ray, because your birthday was on Monday. And for people who missed the show, like they didn't see that. Happy birthday to you, my friend, because I didn't get to tell you you on the show. We didn't do a Monday show because of Labor Day. 37 trips around the show. 37 trips around the show. 37, man. 37. I look good, though. I don't you know, for your birthday, I, I almost posted that picture of uh, us in the hospital uh, last bro, year. I was like, so man, it's been almost a year it's since, funny. since that de- trip, that moment. I was going to post this on the show. Let me let me be vulnerable. Wife sent me this. <laughs> this happened the other day. Look at this, Jay. August 30th. Flashback. Look at this. August 30th. 
There goes your boy GQ on there on the table. I was, um, I think I was getting, I just gotten the thing off, like the cast from the Achilles, man. So yeah, yeah. I'm back though, Jay. I'm walking normal. I, I'm running. I'm working out. I'm good, man. So thank you for getting me through my damn Achilles, uh, Achilles tear. Yeah, but two, where are we at, at, man? At we CBS, got the PS, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, bro. Let's save those stories, man. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let me get you yes, off the screen real quick. Uh, a couple of things that I want to talk about. So as we enter the NFL season, we've tried to do some different things on this show as far as we're all fans of sports. And most of us here are predominantly fans of the NFL game, fantasy football, the college game, how the rookies interact with us in Dynasty. And we've tried to do some different things on the show from a betting perspective and Jay Rich and I are very, very involved in the sports betting world. So we've decided to launch a new show starting this Sunday. It's going to be every Sunday morning, I believe, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or maybe it's 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Y'all will see the link on YouTube. But starting this Sunday and through the seasons, probably on Wednesdays, just about every Wednesday, there will be a brand new betting show. We'll keep it separate from Wake Up. And it's going to be our Breakfast in Bets show. So let me pull this up for you right now. Breakfast in Bets, Wednesdays and Sunday mornings. It'll be myself along with one of my good friends in the industry. His name is Mitch Carl at DFS and Donuts on Twitter. We partner together for a sports betting product. It's $29.99 a month. It's our forever dub club. Uh, you get access to all these cappers, uh, all types of picks every single day. Esports, NFL, NBA, MLB, all kinds of stuff. $29.99. You can use the pro code uh, donuts or wake up to get in on that action. And I encourage everybody that even if you're looking for start, start, sit stuff on Sunday, there's going to be a million damn start, sit shows, right? People telling you, oh, I like uh, Traylon Burks over this guy. Well, let's look at the sharpest people in the world for trying to project these lines, which are the bookmakers. So if you play fantasy and you got some tough decisions, it's happening to the show. If, if we're giving you the data and the research that says, Cam Akers probably isn't going to hit his rushing prop total of 52 yards, then maybe it'll help you make kind of, you know, help you formulate some decisions as we go. So it's going to be all football, betting perspective, props, quick show, fun show. Me and Mitch, make sure you tap into breakfast and bets every single Sunday and most Wednesdays when I don't got to take the kiddo into school. Jay, we uh, had a baseball game last night. Little man's team got smoked last night. Ooh. Ooh. Damn, Ooh. six-year-olds playing at till at 7.30 game, man. 7.30 to yeah. 9 at six years old is insane, but they got smoked, man. Wasn't a good game, and, but we got a lot of Are y'all dealing with the heat wave, too? Because we got the heat wave up here. Are you, bro, is it hot where you guys are at? Bro, it's, it's hot everywhere. It's <laughs> Texas, man. Heat wave, all types of stuff, man. But Breakfast and Bets is going to be a dope show, Jay. But we got to talk a little underdog, man. We're going to go some risers. Ooh. We're going to go some fallers. And then we're going to take a look at something else. So let's go ahead and roll into it right now, baby. Breakfast and oh uh, no, we're not doing breakfast and bets, are we? I, I got it. I got... It's been a couple. It's been a couple of days, Jay. It's been a couple of days. Rise Must have had a good Damn. birthday. Let's go. From the biggest and brightest stars to the last round pick, we have you covered for everything on Underdog Fantasy. Let's get into it and let's get that money, baby. All right, Ray. Um, that was hilarious. But we do have riders and fallers. And you guys may have noticed some of these guys. I mean, a lot of it is injury related, but over the past week, there has been a ton of movement. The main one, of course, is Raheem Mostert flying up almost three rounds on underdog. 
and oh my goodness he is up all the way in the 110s now from 140 he's up 20 spots so he's been flying up with the jeff wilson ir news we know that devon a chain is still struggling with his injury we don't know what his status is for week one and how involved he will be and then there is still potentially you know some work that could go towards savan ahmed in week one so he could be a guy that in some deep leagues you are looking at as you see here on the graphic, Van Jefferson is flying up boards with the Cooper Cup news. He is a faller, right? He's fallen down over seven spots. He's actually fallen farther than his previous ADP, which is kind yeah. of ridiculous. He was ADP of seven. He's fallen 7.7 spots down to just even outside of the first round. We have Adam Thielen rising up boards. No surprise there. I know that our boy Jordan Vanek is very much in on Adam Thielen this year. He believes that he's going to have a bounce back season. Marvin Mims still flying up boards. My boy, Kenny Pickett, finally mm. getting some respect on underdog. Jonathan Taylor and him being on the pup. I mean, that was kind of a surprise. I didn't think he'd be on the pup into the year, so he's missing four weeks. He fell around. Jerry Judy, of course, his hamstring injury. He's going to be out several weeks. Rasheed Rice not going to be playing with the ones more likely than not but with this travis kelsey news you never knew might see some justin ross might see some rasheed rice we don't know if kelsey's going to play and we'll get to that later and then of course cooper cup has fallen in jameson williams as well but ray i'm much more interested now because you told me the other day that you have finished all of your bbm4 drafts so i want to know who are the guys that you got and how your exposures are looking at so let's go to my fantasy life and check that stuff out yeah shout out to matthew berry's my fantasy life we are partnered with them this fall, Jay, we will be using Dwayne McFarland's rankings in sort of a test format this year for some things that we're doing behind the scenes at DD. So shout out to Matthew Barry, Elliot, Chris, Dwayne McFarland, the whole Matthew Barry Fantasy Life team. But yeah, I finished up BBM4, Jay. So I just want to go through the positions and you tell me some players that you like that I drafted and some players that you think I was uh, a little out over my skis on. So right now, they've got a dope best ball hub to where you can just download your underdog completed drafts, upload the CSV vial, and boom, it spills, spits all this stuff out for you, Jay. So as you can see, my highest rostered player overall for underdog, <laughs> I put my money where my mouth is literally, Jay. Alvin Kamara, number one. Number one most rostered player in the tournament is Alvin Kamara. You can go down the list, see the running backs up there. Uh, quarterbacks, here we go, Jay. Bryce Young, Patrick Mahomes, Jared oh. Goff, Dak Prescott, and Derek Carr are my top five most rostered uh, quarterbacks in the format. And you can kind of see, looks like I damn near overdrafted all of them based on where I got them at in their current ADP. But what do you think about my top five quarterbacks in the tournament? 19% Bryce Young, 13% Patrick Mahomes, 11% Goff, 11% Dak, and 10% Daniel Jones and Derek Carr. Where are you, what are you thinking right here, Jay? I think I'm most surprised by your Patrick Mahomes exposure, right? You know, a lot of people, and especially you early on, wasn't so in on the early quarterback theory. I thought you may lean more towards a Hertz if you're going first round quarterback. But I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, and we all know he's probably good for 4,800 to 5K, regardless of who's on the field. Um, not so surprised to see your Bryce Young. I'm curious from your own just kind of recollection, do you think a lot of those were early on, kind of before preseason and stuff, and we weren't so sure about where Bryce is going to shake out? Because I think, like, throughout the offseason, he rose, and then people saw him play, and he kind of fell a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, Goff, Dak, Carr, Jones, no surprise there. Those are your guys, right? Those are the guys you've been going to bat for all offseason. So not entirely shocked there. I thought I'd see some more A-Rich, though. Was it just draft got, slot? Got, I'm surprised. Talk about got, A. Rich there. I mean, he's right there. He's damn near there with Jones, Carr, and Fields, 10%. So Bryce Young just was going so low. Like when you're at yeah. in the 170s, 180s, and all the other quarterbacks are off the board, 
it was between Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Bryce, Bryce yeah. Young, and I'm just like, I know Bryce is going to start all year, so I'll just pick up Bryce. So that's my quarterbacks. Running backs, my top five, Alvin Kamara, 22%, Roshan, 21%, Gibbs, 21%. Jamal Williams, 20, not Javonta Williams. Okay. Jamal Williams, 20%. Then I've got McKinnon with 17%. Mahomes, kind of some correlation there. And then Ramondre Stevenson right there at 16%. How you feeling about these cats? I like my RB exposure, man. I think I got some good running backs lined up here, Jay. I mean, the good thing for you is you look at your ADP versus the market. Alvin Kamara, 10 slots lower than the market yeah. right now. Jameer Gibbs, six slots lower than the market right now. And I think I'm looking at the one, Tony Pollard, a guy who's been a fringe first round pick. You have him, your exposure's down in the 20s. You were scooping him up probably back the second round, early third round, depending on when you drafted him. And now he's basically a first round pick. You know, early on, we talked about how Christian McCaffrey's still one of our favorite picks, even all the way up at three. Lots of Austin Eckler from you as well. Pretty good exposure there. And you see the value. He's all the way up at 6.6. You got him around 8.8. Um, I think I'd be curious your thoughts on Roshan right now. How are you feeling about yeah. him? It seems like maybe, you know, the ADP lines up. You have 146. Right now he's yeah. 148. But I still I still feels a little bit high for Roshan going yeah, into the season Yeah, I don't know right about Roshan, Jay. They're, all reports are is Khalil Herbert and Deontay yeah. Foreman, right? That's what I'm hearing. I think with this one, I'm just like, man, I'm hopeful, right? I'm just, it's hopium that by the end of the season, when I need him, week 15, week 16, week 17, he sees the bigger opportunity share in the backfield. But I mean, I'm just, I'm that's just hopium right there because it feels like he's the third running back in the pecking order there. Uh, wide receiver exposure, Jay. Traylon Burks, number one. Traylon Burks, yeah, okay. Burks, Marvin Mims, Jonathan Mingo. EV on Marvin Mims, Ray. Holy yeah, that's smokes. Some good yeah, that's some good CLV on Mims, Tank Dell, and Zay Jones. I didn't even realize this was like my top top five wide receivers. But yeah, talk about that Mims CLV right there, Jay. 50 slots. 161 is your average ADP. You got him, at, and now he's at 119. I mean, obviously the Judy injury helps. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that was probably even before the Tim Patrick injury. But you talked about how Mims is one of your favorite receivers coming into the draft. You just weren't sure where he'd be drafted. But in terms of the tape and the production and the analytics, a lot of things lined up for Mims. And now walking into week one should be the wide receiver two for Denver. Say what you want about Russell Wilson, but he's going to be getting targets. He's going to be on the field. So the CLV on him is absolutely insane. You know, Burks... You wanted them early, then Hopkins came, so that kind yeah. of ruined some of that. I'm liking the Jaden Reed as well. He's another guy who's rising. Jacoby Myers surprisingly fell. You know, Zay Jones, Tank Dell, of course, a guy that we saw up close in person. We know the talent that he is. Yeah. So I'm not really surprised to see some of these guys from you. How are you feeling about DJ Moore? It looks like you had some pretty good CLV on him as well, getting him uh, at 45, yeah, and now he's around 37. So that's I feel pretty better. good value. I feel better about DJ Moore now than I did when I was drafting him. I'll tell you that after having seen him through the preseason. And then finally, tight ends. Uh, Jake Ferguson, the Let's CLV go, on that Jake is nice. Ferg. Number one. I mean, he was free money. Him, Trey McBride. I was still drafting Trey McBride. And you see he actually fell. I don't know why. Uh, Darren Waller at three. Irv Smith, two. And I mean, Irv Smith, four. And Mark Andrews, my fifth most rostered. Uh, tight end on here. Jake Ferguson, the CLV. Uh, I was drafting around 185, and now he's right at 159. So feel good about that. And then Darren Waller, I was getting him about uh, pick 68, and now he's at 52. So I think there was some decent yeah. CLV there, Jay. But um, there we go. That is uh, BBM4 is a wrap for Destination Debbie. Is a wrap for me. I'm glad it's over. It was a lot, Jay. A lot going on. And we got a lot to talk about, Jay. Um, where are we starting? Are we starting with the NFL? Let's go to quick news. What do we got out of the NFL world? There's some big stuff popping that's going to impact shit potentially tomorrow moving forward we got some stuff to talk about man what we got 
Yeah, I mean, the biggest news from yesterday is Travis Kelsey hyperextending his knee in practice. A lot of people feared it could be ACL. Um, you know, there was early reports of no structural damage. Usually ACLs are pretty easy to diagnose without an MRI. And then this morning, Ian Rappaport was on Good Morning Football, and he talked about how there's no structural damage. He did confirm that, but it's likely a bone bruise and potentially could miss time. Um, but the good news is no long-term ligament damage, at least uh, as of the reports, the reports of this morning, but it is likely a bone bruise. So again, more of a pain management issue, but again, check the doctors with that to make sure that they agree with me, but likely a pain management issue. And again, is he going to play tomorrow? I mean, I don't know, Ray. It doesn't seem like it makes sense for the Chiefs to play him. They probably, you know, could use him, obviously, but I don't think he necessarily needs to play. Do you want to touch on Kelsey at all, or do you just kind of in wait-and-see mode to see if he ultimately suits up for tomorrow's game? I honestly have not seen, read, looked at anything. Yesterday was all baseball day. We're trying to wrap up some yeah. back-end stuff for the season. So I haven't seen anything. I, I don't know if this... When I just hear bone bruise, hyperextension of the knee, I'm thinking down on the field, off the field, yeah. not doing anything. I just, I'm having a hard time figuring out how he plays tomorrow. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Jay. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to assume that he's not going to play. But then again, I don't want to make yeah. that assumption because I haven't read anything. All I know is if he is hurt and he's going to miss an extended period of time, I don't think that's good. I, I don't think that's no. good for Kansas City. It's not good for Patrick Mahomes. And it's going to force some other players to step up. And I don't think you can look at the tight ends and just say there's a one-for-one -one replacement. We'll just drop in Noah Gray and he'll do the same stuff as Travis Kelsey. I think it's going to be a committee. It's going to be an all-hands-on-deck yeah. approach, right? All the receivers, Sky Moore, MVS, Justin Watson, Kadarius Toney apparently is uh, going to play on a limited basis. Mm -hmm. Rasheed Rice, I know we talked about him. Justin Ross, Clyde Edwards-Elair. I just... We have not seen this offense operate without Kelsey because he has literally been the most durable player in the NFL. I believe it was and up until like his second season as he missed some time early second season. But after that, I don't think he missed a game outside of a time where Kansas City sat him down and said, you're not going to play. we got some stuff lined up like he has been an Iron Man throughout his career. So we have not seen Patrick Mahomes operate without Travis Kelsey. I don't know what it will look like. He's the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes is dope. I mean, he is the, the best quarterback of our generation and going to go down as the best court, one of the best quarterbacks of all time, if not the best, if he can win some more Super Bowls to get up there with TB12. But not having Travis Kelsey is a major blow to this offense. And if I were a defensive coordinator, yes, Patrick Mahomes is your number one threat. He's the one that scares you to death. But it's Travis Kelsey yeah. combined with Patrick Mahomes that makes that combination even more lethal. And it's not just it's not just Travis Kelsey, Jay. Chris Jones, right? Is Chris Jones? Yep. He's still he's probably not going to play. This is another situation where people thought, oh, he'd be in. They'll get a deal done. Chris Jones wants to be paid like one of the highest defenders in football. Was uh, yep. the runner up for the defensive player of the year award last year. Only defensive tackle, I believe, interior defensive tackle with fifteen plus sacks last season. So this is a huge piece of their defense literally and figuratively that may not be there and i'm very curious to see if the line shift towards detroit a little bit more with this news the fact that chris jones probably is not playing what are your thoughts on kelsey and i'll tell you right now this doesn't feel good for those teams i drafted kelsey in the first round picking him early and under it doesn't feel good i'll tell you that right now 
Yeah, I mean, Kelsey was the guy that you take because he's a lock. He's going to be tight end one. He's going to be playing every game. As you mentioned, only missed two games or hasn't appeared in two games since 2014. Absolutely insane, the run that Kelsey's been on playing almost every game. The only time he ever misses is when they sit all of their starters for the final week of the season. Um, it's worrisome, but I think that Travis Kelsey is still Kelsey. And so once he's back and healthy um, and his, the pain is manageable, I think he'll be in the lineup. And I think more importantly, if you have Kelsey, you'll have him for the stretch run, right? This is going to prevent him from being available for the fantasy playoffs. And that's ultimately what matters. It may alter your draft plan going into the year and kind of how you may take him if you haven't had your draft yet. And if you already have him and he's not playing, you just bench him. But when he starts, you play him. He's Travis Kelsey. So I think he's one of those guys you can just always count on from that standpoint. Um, the team as a whole, though, could be in trouble. You know, talk about Chris Jones. He's the anchor of that running game. And so you talk about the line. The line's already shifted a point and a half. You know, very rarely do skill position players shift the line for Vegas. It's basically just quarterbacks shift the line. But Kelsey, of course, is that much of a difference maker that he did shift the line. So now I believe it's at five. It might even be at four and a half now. Man. It was up all the way around six, six and a half prior to the injury. So we'll see if he plays that line may shift a bit, but yeah, more worrisome for me is that Detroit running game and offensive line up against a chiefs D line without yeah, Chris Jones. We already saw them get destroyed from running backs catching passes last year. Yes. Their linebacking core is weak. And if they also can't stop the run game, those running backs could absolutely fly in this game and more importantly, control the clock, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and have long sustained drives. And I think over the long term, that could be the way Detroit tries to win. It may be a lower scoring affair because of that. But I think you look at Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs could be in tune for very big games in week one if Chris Jones doesn't play and then potentially some offensive struggles from the Chiefs early on yeah. because Kelsey isn't there. We'll see. You know, like you mentioned, Tony on limited snaps, but he always plays limited snaps. So not too worried about him. Right. But you know, outside of that, we'll see. I'm more curious, Ray, your thoughts on Cooper cup, because the Rams Ray are a team that you've been heavily fading all off season. Well, now Cooper are Cup's you shocked? Hamstring. Are you? I, well, are I'm you not shocked? shocked about the Rams, but I'm worried about cup cups. I'm worried projected to miss a couple weeks, right? Hamstring re-aggravation. He, is not available. I don't know if he's still in Minnesota, right? Is he still in Minnesota? Can we can we get Scott Fish on the line I to report know, if Cooper Cup has officially left Minnesota seeing a specialist? Probably going to miss some time. Probably not going to play week one. That's why he's falling on underdog. That's why Van Jefferson's flying up. But we've already talked about how if Cooper Cup isn't available early, that's not good because there's also the chance they shut things down late. And so you're looking at a span of what? Maybe 10, 12 weeks for Cooper Cup. That could be great. Because if the Rams start slow, which we all expect them to, could be really bad. But how are you feeling about Cooper Cup knowing that he reaggravated his hamstring injury heading into the year? Terrible. Terrible, man. I drafted him on some win now. I'm trying to go yep. get it this season. He's the only guy that they have. As long as he's out there, he's going to get peppered with targets. And now, hamstring injury, which is just, he's, re he's aggravated it once, right? The initial yep. injury. Then he re-aggravated it during the rehab, weeks after mm -hmm. the initial injury. So it feels like it's a... A total set. This just, I've been saying it for months, Jay. It feels like a team, and I don't know, I don't want to speak like too definitively on this because we know that it happens in the NBA, Jay. We know that teams will legit tank in the NBA. They don't yeah. give a damn. We're tanking. We're trying to win seven games because we want to get a lottery pick. We want to pick in the lottery, AK, pick top three, top, get the top pick. I don't know how often that happens in football, but. I don't know how much college football you watched this past weekend. If there were a time to be excited as an NFL team about a, a slew of quarterbacks that are potentially going to be eligible, 
it's 2024. I know it's mm -hmm. only been one week, but there were about eight guys that we've all talked about being potential. Jay, just think about this for a minute, man. Think about this for a minute. When we go to Senior Bowl this year, we could have uh, Michael Penix, Ooh. Bo Nix, yeah. Jordan Travis, KJ Jefferson. Um, I mean, I mean, there, there, there's more seniors. DJU is he a senior this year? Technically, I believe he would be. Yeah. I mean, Spencer. Uh, there, there are a a litany of quarterbacks that could that that could be at the Senior Bowl, not including the juniors that declare that don't even have to go. So. When you look across all these teams, I'm, I'm looking at the Rams. I'm looking at the Cardinals. I'm looking at some of these teams like the, the Falcons. If I'm an NFL team, I'm trying to get as high a pick as possible. I want Caleb Williams. I yep. want some Drake May. I want one of these guys. These are franchise potentially changing quarterbacks. And you look at the Rams situation, they're going nowhere fast. They're not going to do anything in that division. They're not, they're not a good football team. They're not. I like Sean McVay. But everything that they've done this offseason is signaling rebuild, is signaling we're not trying to go get it this year. Look at the Cardinals trading. They're trading everybody away for picks. They're already mm -hmm. kind of telling you. So this is called assumption of the risks, Jay. When you draft good players on teams that you think are going to be awful, this yep. is what happens. So any of us that drafted Cooper Cup, this was always a reality. This was always a potential outcome. It sucks, though, but what, what can you do, man? You, you take the player because you think he's going to be on the field, and here we are. He's going to be banged up with the hamstring. We don't know what they're going to do with him. Fantasy football, Jay. That's why we play the game. Assumption of the risk, man. It's just it, it, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know, you talk about that. They actually play week five, Ray. Both teams, if the Rams can beat or can lose to the Colts week three, they got the Niners, the Bengals, the Colts, the Eagles, and then the Cardinals for the Rams. And then the Cardinals have a similar stretch of bad teams. They play the Bengals at least once. The first week, they have to get through the Commanders. But we could be looking at two teams at 0-4 heading into Week 5. But, Ray, some good news, finally. Joe Burrow returned to practice, expected to play in Week 1. So that's great for us. Thank goodness, finally. Joe Burrow, we need him. Jamar Chase, oh, we love boy. him. I I'm looking at the and note on the next thing on the notes. Are, you, are we really going to do this right now? Ray, we have to talk about Kyle Pitts. Oh, man. And, and don't don't blame me. Blame Come Adam on, Levitan. Adam Levitan's out here spreading the good word of Kyle Pitts. What did Adam, what did Adam say? So Levitan was reading an athletic report from the beat writers out in Atlanta, and there is, and I quote, fears that Kyle Pitts could be the fourth target, Ray, in this Atlanta offense. Like, I don't even know. People are probably thinking what? about this. Like, did he, what did he just say? The what? Fourth target? What? What? You know, wait, so we got Drake London. Okay. Okay, Drake London. Okay, that's fair. We got Bijan. Well, you know, maybe he's a running back. That's kind of strange. And then then are we are, are we going to Mac Hollins, Ray? Are we going to Mac Hollins for wide receiver two and target three? That's a scary, scary sight. Of course, we don't know what this means. It's just a random, not a random report, a report from the beat writers. So somewhat informed, but there is still thoughts and indications that Kyle Pitts may start a little bit slower. Not quite full go as of yet, and we'll see what the targets ultimately look like for him. But definitely a concerning report that we should be looking at. Jay so, Peters we'll said he clarified that this morning. I don't know Levitan what that means, did. but I know you grinning and thinking it's hilarious. So why don't you go read read the clarification while I while I speak on this? Look, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying Kyle Pitts is going to be the damn fourth target on Atlanta. If that's the case, Arthur Smith needs to go. 
Like, why? If you want to say he may start a little slow because of the knee injury, cool. I'm with you there. Maybe he starts off a little slow. We knew he was dealing with that MCL tear from last year. Even through the start of training camp, he was a little limited. So if you're going to tell me he's going to start off a little slow, fine. I'm with you on that. But to say he's going to be the fourth option, like, get, I, I'm just, what do I know? I'm not in the building, so I'm, I'm not going to say anybody's full of it, but I'm just not buying that, Jay. I'm just not buying it. All right, Jay don't said it was me, on his pod, so it's, oh, it's not, okay. there's well, nothing yeah. written. So it's <laughs> I'm like looking for it. I don't see it, Jay. Are you it's lying pod, to me? It's pod clearing, me? which is which is always sketchy at best. So I'm not buying it, Jay. I know you think it's hilarious, but no, I'm not buying Kyle Pitts being the fourth option on that team. Uh, maybe because Desmond Ritter's limited and he can't get him the ball. But stop with this. I, I just I'm not buying it, Jay. You apparently are though. I'm not. I I did my full Atlanta projections. They are on the Destination Debbie podcast feed. Feel free to go and check them out. I was very generous to Trey Lance, talked about his range of outcomes, but definitely just surprising from the standpoint of like, we thought, okay, maybe third some weeks, probably second most weeks, but fourth is like, that's it feels egregious, ridiculous. but if it happens, that's tough. And then last piece of news, at least in terms of minor news, as I mentioned in the underdog section, Jeff Wilson on IR, A-Chain still banged up, Raheem Mostert, full go for week one. If you ever hear Mostert, you should be very, very excited. He could be in line for a big role early in the season while Jeff Wilson is still injured and Devon A-Chain is banged up. But Ray, there was a massive game that shook the college football landscape, a game that I actually did watch, to your surprise. I mean, it was the game that everyone wanted to watch, everyone Colorado TCU. Talk to the people about what happened in Colorado TCU, man. Well, you talk about it, man. I mean, what 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 did y'all think about the game? I mean, the big 12 that football was on its finest. Yeah, the pressure that was on Dion coming in, everybody yep. looked at this Colorado team, Jay, and the narrative on this squad was, I think their over-under was set at, what, two and a half wins? Three and a half wins? Yeah, on two the or books, three something and a like half that. wins. Two and a half, three and a half wins. Projected to be one of the worst teams in college football this year. Yeah. One of the worst teams in the Pac-12. Devoid of talent. Going to get run through. 20 and a half point underdogs on the road last Saturday versus TCU, Jay. What happens when they get in there? First series of the game. Shadur Sanders goes out there, boom, 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 down the field. Impressive open and drive. Donovan Edwards, uh, not Donovan Edwards, excuse me, Dylan Edwards, the young freshman yeah. running back. Travis Hunter out there. I mean, we all saw it. They beat TCU on the road. They beat them on the mm -hmm. road, come from behind. They were up. They were down. One of the better opening games this college football weekend and really, a, I think, a very big moment for college football, a very yeah. big moment for Shador Sanders, a very big moment for Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. There were a lot of people who, for some reason, wanted to see these people fail. They wanted to see Deion Sanders. They want, not wanted, they want to see Deion Sanders fail. They want to see Shador Sanders fail. They want to see Travis Hunter fail. I got a, one of my best friends I went to law school with was at the game. He was texting me. He was like, man, you should hear the stuff they're saying to these cats on the field. It was just like, you, and it's Fort Worth, Texas. So I just, you know, it's yeah. a little different out there. A little different in Fort Worth. No, 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 no hate to Fort Worth, but I'm a DFW. Give me Dallas over Fort Worth. It's a little different out there. But a lot of people wanted to see these cats fail, man. And it's a shame of the narrative that was around those guys going into that game. Oh, HBCU. It's not going to be yeah. able to translate. It's just a lot of people telling on themselves because uh, one of my friends, you know, my boy Eric Crocker, there's not that big of a difference between D2 skill position players or HBCU skill position players and D1 skill position. Skill position players are about the same. If you're fast and can run and jump, 
It's yeah. the, it's up front. It's the trenches where you see the big gap in conferences from D1 to D2 is linemen. You know, left tackle in D2 could be 6'2", 250, right? 6'2", 275. You're not going to see that at Ohio State. So that's where mm-hmm. the big difference is, and that's where you saw it on the field. But Colorado put foot in ass, man. Shadur Sanders went out there 510 yards, Colorado school record, four yep. touchdowns, no interceptions. Travis Hunter over 100 yards through the air, four 100-yard receivers versus the team that was the college football runner-up last year. I don't care yep. if Max Duggan isn't there and they lost Tomlin Hodgins, Rob uh, T- uh, Ladanian's nephew. It was still a team that was projected to lose by 20, go into TCU and win. And I, I am happy that Shadur Sanders, because I've been talking about him for two years now, Jay. People mm-hmm. thought I was crazy. People said, Ray, no way. I mean, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks after one game. And what we saw this college football season, if Quinn Ewers is on the map to be a damn top 10 pick, Quinn Ewers, there's no way that you could you can tell me that Quinn Ewers is a superior quarterback off of, just off of this one game. And it, it doesn't even include all the shit that Shadur did at, at, H, at JSU. You're not going to sell me that Quinn Ewers is infinitely better than, than Shadur Sanders. No way. A lot of people out there that claim they know ball were out there telling on themselves all offseason with this young man. So for me, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm proud. I'm glad people had to eat that L and watch that happen. A lot of people were talking that shit during the game. Ah, oh, dink and dunk, not that good. Next thing you know, the man, and he, and he should have had 600 yards. He legitimately should have had 600 yards that game. Travis Hunter dropped about 10 passes that game. He was awesome, but he dropped the ball about 10 times, right? Should have 600 yards. So when you're looking at this 24 class, Jay, and I'm actually thinking about doing, you know how to do the rookie report in season, follow the rookies. I'm thinking about doing a, a college 24 class market report following these rookies throughout the season. I may do that. I don't know if it's going to be audio or written, but Jay, that's my thoughts. I think the young man is talented. I'm happy. Dion got to talk his stuff after that game. I'm glad a lot of people had to eat crow. Now, people are going too far, like it's gone too far already because now they're saying he's just as good as Caleb Williams and should be in consideration for the number one overall. I'm like, all right, well, let's not take it that far that fast. But what were your thoughts on Colorado, Shadour, the whole narrative around that, and what you think Sanders could be at the next level? I think that's really tough, right? But, I mean, what you saw, Ray, was the makings of what could be a great quarterback and a great season from a team that should be very, very strong offensively. You know, you look at the skill position players they have, they just look phenomenal. And and I almost don't even want to count Travis Hunter fully because the dude is just doing the impossible. Like, he should have had three picks in that game. He had 100 yards. Yeah, sure, he dropped, dropped some passes. But, like, he's playing both sides. He played over 100 snaps. Like, people are comparing him to Shohei Otani, which... Again, fair or unfair, it's still just mind-boggling to see what the guy is doing. But I think it really does add a lot of credence to what Shadur did. You know, at JSU, he's easy to ignore him because he's not playing P5. And, you know, you talked about the differences, and he said the same thing. He said the only difference between when he was at JSU and where he's at now is the defensive linemen get to you way faster than they do um, at D2 and at JSU. So for him, if that's the only difference... I'll buy him by his word and we'll see how he adjusts against other teams. But as you've mentioned before, privately, this could be their toughest game all season. You know, Colorado is one of the worst teams they in got, the country. They, got, they, got they a, come out. I think they got a Utah game. They got a Utah well, a game USC on their game, schedule. Right? So that'd be, they got that'd a USC be, game. That's, that's the last so, game of the season. Yeah. So that'll be, but again, you got to talk about blockbuster. Caleb Williams versus Shadur Sanders. I can't wait. If I could be in that game, right, I would fly all the way out wherever I got to go to see it. It would be insane. 
but just the talent that these guys possess and to do it all in week one after there was so much doubt so much uncertainty are they going to be ready to go into this hostile environment that is tcu a great place that his team plays very very well and honestly in some ways tcu just played like crap like that defense was awful nah, man, but this nah, is just the big 12 I'm, in nope, a lot of ways nope, but i think not, Shadour, not about I think to let you do that nope they didn't play like you crap. Don't, they scored 40 you points. didn't think the defense was bad no, i'm not i'm not buying it i'm not i'm not oh, going they there were awful. tcu didn't big play like nothing tcu terrible. played TCU play like they always plays the Big 12. And what's Who'd crazy, too, is that was supposed to be the starting quarterback last year. I didn't even yeah, know that Duggan Morris. wasn't a starter. He Insane. did start. Just, well, Max Duggan awful. had the heart issue. He had the heart issue at first. Oh. They didn't think he was going to play. Then he got cleared and was able to play. So, yeah, I'm oh. not finna, I'm not going to say TCU play bad. TCU play like TCU. I mean, it's the Big 12. They don't play defense ever. So, go stop a team that you were projected to beat by 21 points. Three touchdown favorites, and you go out there and lose at home. You got your ass kicked, and that's all there is to it. Shadur Sanders is a beast. I'm not going to jump him up to QB3 in the class right Big now. Big 12 football, baby. None of that stuff. But he is definitely in the mix with Quinn Ewers, with J.J. McCarthy, with K.J. Jefferson, with those guys. A couple of other players, Jay, who stood out this past week, and everybody watched it on Monday. Talk about Keon Coleman, Jay, from Florida State, the big six foot four, 220-pound wide receiver, Keon Coleman. Some people right now are already saying that wide receiver two in this class behind Marvin Harrison Jr. What are your quick thoughts on Big Keon? I think he did and showed why he deserves to be up in the top five, probably if not in the top three. Um, you know, we had Vanek on the show back in May. I had him when you were away and he talked about Keon Coleman and why he's so special. And he put it all on display. He showed his ability in the open field on his big touchdown. He was great in the red zone. You know, I think it's just... We'll see, but I, I think the big thing with Coleman that's going to make him a high draft pick is we see that the NFL is starved for big wide receivers and for a yeah. guy who's already listed 6'2", 215, could easily fall into that mold and be a top 20 selection. Um, I'm hoping he can keep building on this. You know, Jordan Travis looked phenomenal, uh, and I think that pair of, of the pair of Coleman, and who was the other wide receiver? The other guy Johnny was like Johnny Wilson, six, that's six. the big one I was thinking about. He's yeah. like 6'6", six, 6'6". Six, Johnny six, Wilson, 6'6". Six, six. Both guys went over 100 yards. Travis Hunter, or sorry, <laughs> yeah, Trap. Jordan Travis, sorry, Jordan, Travis. Guys. Jordan Travis, another guy who's been in the Heisman conversation and FSU looking like they may be a title contender this season. Another team that honestly had high hopes coming into this year. So I'm very excited to see them. But yeah, Coleman definitely looked the part um, for a lot of hype coming out of Michigan State. And it's crazy to think him and Jaden Reed on the same field last year and didn't do a whole lot. But this year, Coleman should be able to put a lot of great tape out there. Did you see anything different in that game? A lot of a lot of talent in this game between LSU and FSU, but FSU really showed their dominance and uh, not looking so good for Brian Kelly and his squad after week one. Yeah, I thought there were some good players on the field. Jaheim Bell is going to be a tight end that I think we are going to yep. love in fantasy. He's super explosive, played running back at South Carolina some. 6'3", 239, I believe, is what his listed height and weight is. So if he could check in at those levels, he's going to look like that new age, flex move tight end. I think he's very interesting. Johnny Wilson... It's a good football team. They're going to be right there at the end of it in the ACC with North Carolina. Uh, Bucky Irvin had a big game for Oregon. They only had to play about three quarters. He had four for 119 and two touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson out of Arkansas. Everyone's talking about all these quarterbacks. Keep your eyes on yep. K.J. Jefferson out of Arkansas. And, Jay, I'm going to just say this, man. In the spirit of everybody being injured, it's a lot of negativity around Washington quarterback Michael Penix. And I get it. He's mm -hmm. like 30 years old, and his injury history is longer than the CVS receipt. However, Jay, I mean, it's bombs it good, over. Though. It is bombs away with Washington every time. They, 450 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions from Penix. I mean, as great as Shadour was, 
and I think he would he would have been my QB one on the week. Penix was right there at one B. I mean, he yeah. lights out from Michael Penix Jr. This kid, he's going to put process to test because he's probably going to throw for five thousand yards. Be right there in the Pac-12 championship, which means he's going to be in the Heisman Trophy contention. Pac-12 is loaded with quarterbacks. Penix, Williams, uh, Shadour Sanders, Bo Nix, Dante yeah. Moore from UCLA, Jaden yeah. Rashada at Arizona State, Cam Rising. When he's the Pac-12 is loaded with QB talent this year. It's a lot of good players balling out, Jay. But I do. We are not anti-player we try not to be very negative with players but i'm gonna just talk about one of the top dogs from the 24 class that we expected to be the rb1 that i'm very concerned about jay oh travion henderson at ohio state i am very oh, concerned i'm concerned for hendo hendo was playing second third fiddle to chip Tranium and mayan williams at times versus indiana and ohio state was struggling with them early very nervous and you look at all these recent mocks these early 24 mocks not one running back in round one. Not one. Yeah. You're not. You're not even getting any projected there. I think it's going to be a little bit of a um an interesting ride for the running back position in the 24 class. Right now, wholesale takeaways. QB looks phenomenal. Wide receivers look crazy good. Tight ends. I mean, you got Brock Bowers. You know, somebody There's said some he arguably. Uh, I think it was some one of those Twitter accounts that he might arguably be the best tight end. I'm like, arguably. I mean, it's yeah. come on, man. Like, yes, he will be. So uh, it's looking good outside of the running back position, Jay. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit more about this Lions Chiefs game that we have tomorrow. So we've already talked through Travis Kelsey. You know, he is hurt. He is not feeling 100 percent, probably not going to play. I'm assuming Kadarius Tony back in limited duty. Chris Jones not being in. Are the Lions going to upset the Chiefs? Do you want to call it right now? Do the Lions get it done? And let me just ask you this, because people are going to. The Thursday games, right? Fantasy season starts tomorrow. So people out there are yeah. like, man, do I play Tony? Do I roll with Pacheco? What are who do you feel confident in starting for Kent from Kansas City tomorrow? You got to lock them into one of your your positions. Who do you feel comfortable with from the Chiefs starting? I think the only guy that I can say with confidence would be Sky Moore. Um, you know, even from the running back position, I don't know if I'm super confident in starting a McKinnon Pache because he may be limited. Pacheco, how much should they run the ball? Because again, if you're Detroit, they don't have Kelsey. Play up to the line. Force them to throw the ball. Don't make things easy on them because you know that there's not going to be as much chemistry. There's going to be more miscommunication. Like, if you have Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross, Sky Moore out there with Noah Gray, like, where's the chemistry going to come from for this team? And then you're facing a Lions team that, again, we'll see how they play, but the secondary should be improved. Devon Witherspoon returned to practice, and I think he is expected to play their fifth overall pick. Obviously, a phenomenal cornerback out of Illinois. And they tried to revamp that secondary. How successful will they be? We'll see. But if I'm the Lions, I want to challenge the Chiefs a little bit early and challenge Mahomes early to make those throws to some of these guys. It sounds crazy, but in a lot of ways, that may be the way they win. And as far as fantasy goes, I don't know if I could confidently start anybody but Sky Moore. I think that you can make the case for Tony. If he's available, he's going to get his snaps. He's going to have, you know, you could call him a gadget player, but he doesn't play a ton of snaps anyways. So I'm not expecting him to be this guy who plays a ton of snaps regardless, but he will probably be effective when he gets the ball. Um, but from that side, not a lot of guys much Jay, more interested in Detroit. Do you feel any differently about these Jay, guys? I don't even know if I, I – I'm just – I somebody's got to catch the ball, right? If Mahomes yeah. if Mahomes going to throw for 250, 275, 300 yards, somebody's got to catch it. Jay, I don't know who I feel – I don't 
I'm not going to sit here and be like, I feel great about jamming Sky Moore into one of my roster spots tomorrow. I just don't. I don't know what to expect from this offense without Kelsey. And yep. maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe, maybe the answer is, dude, relax. It's Patrick Mahomes. He'll throw it to anybody. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe the most, maybe the right answer is the obvious one that's right in front of us that it's Patrick Mahomes and he's going to be okay. But I'm looking at it and it, MVS, I like McKinnon a lot. I'm with you with Pacheco. If he had a shoulder, sir, a shoulder injury that limited him from being hit in practice, that's one where I, you're going to, you have to play him. If you drafted Pacheco, you got to start him. So you can't overthink it. Yeah. But I would really feel good with McKinnon. I'm looking at some of his lines now. Prize picks has his receptions, Jay, at two and a half. Like, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Two and a half receptions from McKinnon. I'm going over two and a half. So I feel good about McKinnon. Uh, you're going to start Isaiah Pacheco. There's no way, shape, or form I'm playing Noah Gray. Are you playing Noah Gray? If if Kelsey's out, and again, maybe the answer is it's Mahomes and they're going to be fine, but are yeah. you putting Noah Gray in over David and Joku? No, no. I think if you have a top 12 tight end, which if you drafted, you okay, probably let me give you should. A of, let me give you a couple of names. Noah okay. Gray or Jake Ferguson this week? I can make the case for Noah Gray. Noah easily. Gray or Gerald Everett? Probably Gerald Everett. I'm taking Everett very easily. Probably Noah Gray Everett, or Cole Komet? Yeah. Cole Komet. Noah Gray or Dalton Schultz? I'm not playing the game. I can make Noah the case Gray, for man. Noah Gray you, there, I'm, but I'm I'm like, Dalton it. Schultz should be fine. Like he's going to get five it. targets in the game. Like I, you, Noah Gray's touchdown or bust. He he's touchdown or bust. That's the only case you can make. But yeah, you know, you talk about some of these lines. I'm on DK right now and looking at some of the lines. Sky Moore, highest expected receiver, 45 receiving yards. Well, wow, that's just great, <laughs> right? You know, you're talking about McKinnon, 25 receiving yards. But to your point, if he's the most trusted weapon for the Chiefs, right. he's going to get the ball a lot. Right? I like Pacheco, McKinnon 50 a lot. Rushing yards. Montgomery, 52 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. Amon Ra, of course, 76 receiving yards. He could go way past that. But I think it's just without Kelsey, there's two things that happen, right? You get more players who are inexperienced in the system on the field. And as well, we're not, we're not taking into account the fact that Kelsey is such a weapon. He creates space for everybody as well, yes, right? Yes, you don't yes. have to have a dedicated player on Kelsey. If you don't have to game plan for Kelsey, it probably makes that Chiefs defense or Chiefs offense a lot easier to defend in some respects because you don't have that game breaker in the middle of the field. Um, you know, you talk about the passing yards, Mahomes passing yards dropped from 300 down to 285. So again, the Kelsey factor and the spread, as I mentioned, uh, just checked it. It is at four and a half. And if, if you're talking about could the Lions win, absolutely they could win. But I don't think it's the way that people think. It will be in a game control, run the ball, slowly work the clock down, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And if they struggle early and the Lions can get some early points because the running game will be so strong, that's the key to success. The question is, can they hold off Mahomes in the second half when he's dropping back like 50 times because they're trying to win the game? All right, so let's go. Let's let's answer the question directly. Who are you starting from Kansas City tomorrow? Like, who are you? Who are you starting? Just in Sky Moore and Mahomes. Let's say I in think, a start and... nine, start ten, normal league. Let's not get start fourteen, start thirteen. You're starting anybody. Just a regular league. You're starting ten. You're starting nine. For me, I think you can flex McKinnon. Here's the thing: don't put him in the flex tomorrow. Put him in the if you're going to play McKinnon. If you're going to play, if yeah, if if you're going to play him. Play him in your running back spot. Don't jam him in the flex. Put him in the actual RB spot. I like McKinnon tomorrow. You're gonna play. You're going to play Pacheco. You just have to. Like you go. They're probably if there's no Kelsey, probably gonna be a lot of run, a lot of short passing game. 
I don't think there's going to be a lot of downfield stuff, but we'll see. From the Detroit side of the ball, you're firing up everybody. Amon Ra, Jared Goff, David Montgomery. What about Sam Laporta? You, let's talk tight ends from that game. Laporta or Noah Gray? I think Easy. I would start Laporta over His Noah Laporta, Gray. Yes. But I yes. don't know if I would start him for week one, just because I don't know what the role is. And I do, have, I, I do want to know if you would start, if you have both on your roster and you don't want to start both, would you start Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon? I probably would start Jarek McKinnon. I'm with you. I would start McKinnon as well. Um, so I'm with you on Detroit. You know, you're starting Gibbs, starting Montgomery, starting Amon Ra. Kelsey's out. I'm starting McKinnon. I, 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 yeah. He's going to get peppered with targets. If Kelsey's not in, Jarek McKinnon, he's already on the field on third downs. He's going to get the valuable targets. It's going to be a lot of McKinnon, man. It's going to be a lot of McKinnon, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we'd see a lot of McKinnon to kind of supplement some of that short passing game, that dump-offs, creative plays with him, um, with Tony. Again, in the start nine, start ten, I wouldn't start Tony. I think you'd probably just wait. No. You know, hopefully you have better options than that. I think Sky's the only guy I would consider um, from the KC side outside of, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. you got to start him. And then Detroit, everyone, I don't think I would start Laporta, though, but everyone else, Gibbs, Montgomery, Amara. Um, would you start Goff? I think yeah. I would I think consider it, but I, with no Chris Jones, I think he's going to he's gonna have all day to throw. That offensive yeah. line is very good. I think I'd be yeah. interested to see what Goff's lines are. I think Goff two fifty six and a half passing yards, so they're pretty solid. It's pretty. It's pretty good. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to make that might. I think it's going without Chris Jones. It's a problem. It's a problem up front. I believe the Lions will mm -hmm. have all day to throw the damn ball. And they're going to have big rushing lanes. Like you said, that offensive line is one of the best in football, and you're missing one of the best defensive tackles in football. This could be a very long night for Kansas City, and then we yep. wake up on Friday, and we're like, we should have never doubted Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah. Sky Moore. People are saying if they want to start a receiver, who would it be? And in my opinion, if you're going to throw one out there, it's Sky Moore. I would throw out Sky yeah. Moore if you're going to throw one out there. I just would hope that you have some better options than to lock that in on Thursday and then you roll into the weekend and you got six points. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got six points from your Sky Moore. I mean, if the projected line is 40 yards, I'm just, I hope he scores a damn touchdown if all he's going to get is 40 receiving yards, Jay. Um, anything you yeah. want to say about this one, Jameer Gibbs, real quick, how you feeling about him, his rookie campaign? We finally get to see him. They're talking about Ben Johnson said they're going to use him in different ways, which a lot of people are speculating. Him lined up at slot receiver, lined up at receiver quite a bit. You excited yeah. for Gibbs' debut tomorrow? I'm very excited for the debut. I'm not so excited for him to play slot receiver, though. Uh, I'd rather him run routes out of the backfield because I think that's the better matchup. Because if they do put him in the slot, they'll put a nickel on him. And I think he's going to have a much harder time against a nickel than a linebacker. Right. So I think from that standpoint, that's where I just rather him being in the backfield. But yeah, very excited. You know, over under of 31 and a half. I think he can easily smash that. Like I mentioned, you know, one of the easiest targets in fantasy football, especially from a betting perspective last year, was betting running backs against the Chiefs. They pretty much yes. always went over 25 receiving yards. Now Gibbs' line is at 31 and a half. Duh. So it is pretty high. But yeah, you know, you look at two and a half receptions, another very good line if you would get it. But I wouldn't be surprised if his was a little bit higher than that, up at like three and a half receptions if it was available, because he's a guy who's going to catch passes. And if he's already being reported as a dude who could be used in quote unquote different ways, as in the slot, as in out wide, then he's probably going to have a higher line than we're hoping for. But obviously, the talent that we've seen from Gibbs just in small spurts has been phenomenal. So excited to see it finally in an NFL game. Same, Jay. Same, Jay. So excited to watch that one. And remember, Starting next Wednesday, Breakfast and Bets, it will lie. Yes, that sir. will run right after Wake Up. So Wednesday, we'll, we'll end Wake Up at 8 o'clock. We'll take probably a 30-minute break, maybe an hour break. 
We'll go back live and we'll talk through some of the bets and some of the lines for Thursday night games. And that will happen just about every single week in the season. So make sure you tap into breakfast and bets, Jay. But there we go. The 2023 football season is underway. The college football so season pumped. is in swing. We are in uh, dynasty, redraft, best ball, rookie draft, underdog. We got a lot of stuff coming to Destination Devi. So I appreciate everybody being here. You know, Jay, we've been doing this now, this show, my goodness, for uh, since year two, year two doing Wake Up, year three, yeah. year two and a half doing yeah, Wake Up. And, yeah. you know, I'm just, I am so happy and so proud and so just humbled by the people that that rock with us. Look at all everybody in the chat today, man. Joe and Patrick and Josh and Silence and names that I can't pronounce because they're looking all crazy on YouTube. But we get so many people in here um, that watch what we do and they rock with us and we want to grow. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I've learned, Jay, that you can't do everything by yourself, right? My house, I need a strong partner. My wife helps me out. We work as a team. I can't do it all on my own. I mean, if you had to do it, you can, but there's no need to try to work harder. You got to work smarter. And that's one of the things that I value about this community is that the fantasy space in general is a lot of good people, man. I've met, dude, I've had opportunities to be on with Adam Azer and Dave Richard on CBS and speak with Evan Silva privately and Brad Evans and JJ and all these people in the little space that which we operate I'm so blessed and so fortunate to have had those opportunities. And that's just, honestly, Jay, it's a testament to, to not just our hard work, but to everybody that's in the channel, right? There's 300 people in here right now. Hit the thumbs up button. It's a testament to the people who wake up and give us their time. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you to y'all again. I thanked y'all at the beginning of the show. It means the world to Jay and I for y'all to be here and rock with us throughout the off season. And we got a lot of good stuff coming in season. And we know that, you know, for us as well to grow, we have to expand. We have to change. We have to add new things. We have to pull back on some things. So there is a very big announcement, Jay, that I'm very excited Ooh. to share with the people. Ooh. And I believe that collaboration of this degree, collaboration of this effort is only going to yield a better product for the dynasty space. And that's my goal. I want to make sure that when people think about Destination Devi, they don't just think about me and you. They think about, man, it's a dope collection of people who are putting out awesome content for me to consume primarily for free. And then they've got some private channels to where I can go engage even more. So without further ado, I want to announce this real quick. What's cracking, y'all? You know I ain't big on announcement season, but damn it, this calls for a celebration because three of the best minds with one of the best shows in the fantasy football space have decided to join forces with Destination Debbie in order to bring you some of the best fantasy football content that you will find. I'm talking about them three hammers, Scott Connor, Clay, Shane, the Dynasty Trades in 5 crew have officially partnered with Destination Debbie. Yes, I am excited and you should be too because here's what you get. The thousands of you that watch that show every single week on YouTube, you send in those super chats, you may not get your questions answered. DTI5, they got you covered now because you could sign up for their exclusive Patreon package, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Sign up for the Dynasty Trades in 5 tier. And if you can't get those questions answered live on the show, you can get them answered live in the channel 24 7 365. You will also be able to find that show and other shows that Dynasty Trades in 5 will do on the Destination Debbie podcast feed. So make sure you subscribe to the feeds in order to get those shows in audio form. And finally, roster reviews. Yes, 
We have those coming. We've got a team of talented individuals that are going to help you review those rosters, fix those rosters, and take home those fantasy championships. So from the bottom of my heart, from Destination Debbie to you, we're going to make it rain this season. Dynasty Trades in 5 and Destination Debbie, let's get it! Jay, there it is, baby. Damn! Welcome, DTI5, to Destination Debbie. And listen, for everybody out there ain't shit changing, they're going to still do that same show on Tuesdays. Make sure you're in the building. Same show on Tuesdays, but now you get to find that audio version of the show, which they never done on DD Radio. And we've got more content coming for y'all. This collaboration is going to allow Shane to interact more closely with the community. And I'm telling you, if you can't get your questions answered live on their show, they're going to have you covered inside of the Discord. They'll have their own private channel, a community group. It's going to be a lot of good stuff coming. This is going to allow for all of us to create more content for you. So from the bottom of my heart, DTI5, Scott, Clay, Shane, and all you crazy hammers out there, we're going to get it this season. Make it rain and have some fun. Jay, anything you want to say? We got new shows. We got trades in five. There's a lot of stuff. We got a brand new Debbie show, Derek and Gump on the podcast feed. I mean, anything you want to say, I'm just very, very happy. And I hope, I hope everybody out there understands what this means. This means that everything is just going to be in one place. And I really hope you appreciate it because we got a lot of good stuff for you this fall. I, my wife is happy. I'm happy. My kids are happy. Jay, how you feeling? Ray, I'm just glad we were able to keep it under wraps. You know, it feels like we've been trying to put this together and get it all set up. And I'm just glad that we can finally let everybody know that DTI5 is here. Cannot be more excited for Shane and Clay and obviously Scott, who's been on the channel for a little bit. I think they're going to be a phenomenal addition to the team. So excited to be with them, to rock with them. Everyone in the chat looks so excited. Everyone's I'm super excited. pumped by it. But week one is here, baby. That's it's all together now. We got DTI 5, DD, and week one. The NFL is back, baby, and the team is bigger and better than ever. So I'm super yeah, pumped yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm glad, I'm glad we announced this. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's done. Thank goodness we've passed this. But we appreciate y'all being in the building. Make sure you hit them hammer. Hey, we're going to do a giveaway. Jay, hey, Brandon, I know you're watching the show. If you're in here right now, comment on the video, not in the chat. Comment on the YouTube channel. Hammer. I just want five hammers. Five hammers in the YouTube channel to this. We'll do a giveaway. What do I want? I got, I got stuff. I got a bunch of stuff. I got a signed Miles Sanders jersey in here. Anybody want that? Probably oh. no. Probably no. But uh, <laughs> can do better. five hammers, five hammers on the YouTube comments. We're going to do a giveaway for this. We appreciate y'all being here. And Wake Up is back to, are we back to three days a week? Three days a week. Three days a week. Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday, right. baby. Let's get it. We'll see y'all on Friday. It. We out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Debbie. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me in the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Peace.